0: Hey! What's going on, everybody? you listen to Seggy Station. It's the man that has a nickname. Always was I to say with no shame? Thursday, November 11th, 2021. Hope all is well out there with everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Happy Veterans Day to all past and present veterans. Shout out to any friends, friends of friends, any veterans out there. Today is your day. Salute service. Appreciate your service. And all love to you always. Not just today, but especially today. On your day here and today on an evening pod for special guest of the family, technically. We'll see if we can get Haley here. Hopefully within the next few minutes, got some college football, Bama, all kinds of stuff to get into in that regard. Figure out I believe she's a Bama graduate, so I got some stuff to touch on in terms of the college football playoff. Week two. Standings additions with the rankings, Bama in general. And we'll see if she can keep up with me in any of the sports news of the day, breaking news of the day. Cam Newton's back to the Panthers. OBJ's heading to the Rams. College basketball's back. Plenty of action. Went to the UConn game the other night. Shout out, Dukes. UConn's going to be really good. You got a lot of good teams this year. Uh, I mentioned Coach K last uh, pod. He's on his last ride, his last dance. Last year coaching Duke. Uh, since 1980, he's been coaching five national championships. We'll see if he can go out with a national championship. I think Duke's pretty good after taking out Kentucky, who I think is going to be pretty good in opening night. Uh, one of the things I enjoy most about college basketball, you got Duke playing Kentucky opening night. And you got got one loss in college football, and you're probably out of the entire thing. Uh, we'll be getting into that smoke for sure. Touching on plenty of college football action in Bama this evening. Hopefully, if my special guest makes it through. Appreciate all love and support. As always, for the podcast, check me out on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. Always got a live version up of the podcast as well. You can check that out on my Twitch stream powered by StreamYard. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. And still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Hopefully you get your podcast there. Looking forward to hopefully getting a special guest first-timer here any minute. And touching on some of the sports world, catching up. Saw Joker get a one-game suspension. Meant to touch on that with Rich the other day when he was here. Thought he should have been suspended at least a few games for that. Uh, but he did serve his one-game suspension. Jimmy Butler fined $30,000. Mark fined 50000 A lot of interesting stuff going on with that, obviously. And then the situation with Cassius March, Tony Carrenti, taunting rules in the NFL. That's obviously providing a lot of headlines in the sports world. Plenty of headlines, obviously. Try and touch on some of them today. Right now, it's time for straight talk. Party best, you straight talk. Microphone is always direct. Time to reflect.
1: You know, just got home from work. It was a long day. So you had
0: a long day. Did you really have a good day? I did, but I'm excited
1: to not talk about like professional shit. So.
0: oh wait, can I... oh yeah, you can swear here. No problems whatsoever. Okay. Thank you for taking your Thursday thirsty Thursday evening to come here and yeah, talk a little sure. sports with me. Um, what do you even do for work though? What is it? What are you doing? Because I heard your you were celebrating last time. Uh, mm-hmm. you're down this way. So, what what are you even doing up there in Boston? work for a software company oh sweet yeah and i
1: sell um to really big companies so like google
0: microsoft um oh hell yeah like huge tech companies so that's sweet so i had to i asked my brother but i'll confirm with you you graduated from alabama right you went there all four years yep i did what did you study at alabama
1: i studied um marketing and sales i was Lord. also in a
0: sorority. So What sorority? Yeah, Phi Beta.
1: Nice. For Shout, them out. Shout yeah, him out. Shout him out.
0: recruited, recruited my sister and then dropped because I'm not
1: really like a sorority type, but it was
0: fun. Yeah, she's still working right now, but she'd be so hyped that you're here on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh,
1: like don't forget about
0: the pod. Before I uh get into like any of the sports side of it, like going to Bama, like that had to be like a pretty like awesome experience. Like not only are they notably like the best college football team we've ever seen, um, but obviously the campus, everything about Alabama probably is pretty great. So it's you absolutely
1: wild. Like you had like first- a really good
0: time yeah. there or what?
1: Oh my god, yeah. Like the first time I visited there when I was still in high school. I mean, you know, our high school, like yeah, so yeah, like yeah, literally nothing going on. Yeah, and then I go to this massive campus, and people are like hanging out of their car windows, yep. yelling "Roll Tide" at me while I'm touring. I was like, "What the hell is this? Like, yeah. this is so crazy!" And um it was funny because I was actually looking at Old Miss too. Oh, which nice! Is a huge football school. Yep. <clears throat> um, but wh- I visited Bama first, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I want to go to Old Miss." Like, I. I loved it, and then I did the whole sorority thing. Obviously, I didn't know anybody going into it, um, but yeah, I went into the business school, made a lot of friends, and it was it was a great time. We used to work at a little taco shop right on the, the main strip. Let's so, go. Yeah,
0: that's pretty sweet. Yeah, no, the one thing I could appreciate my college uh, about my college experience is that I like was able to go to a place I didn't go to. Nobama, but I at least went to a place that to me was way different from where I went to like high school. Obviously, we went to the same high yeah. school. We lived in the same area. Um, so it made it a, a much better experience for myself. I can only imagine what it was like in Bama, and I can only imagine what it was like sports-wise because I went to school in South Carolina, and to me that's just into the South enough where football starts getting wild. Like I'm not really the biggest. So let me just get this on the record before we get into this. You're, you're going to be my college football expert. I'm not really the biggest college football fan until basically this year. The reason yeah. is, um, A, I was always for college athletes getting paid. Before this name image likeness thing even came out, I've been potting, I don't know, maybe for a couple of years, going all the way back to high school. I did a speech and debate on it. I always thought college athletes should get paid. Like, you talked about having a job in college. I had a job in college. Most people have a job in college to have some side dough. Yeah. Uh, I knew a lot of athletes in college as well uh, when I went to school. And like I said, I didn't go to an Obama but I still went to a D1 double A school. Uh, my my baseball team the year I graduated won this uh, college World Series. Like Coastal had been ranked here in the football. We we've got some we got some uh, athletes here. So
1: yeah, for sure.
0: What I think's funny before this whole name image likeness thing. Is these people say, "Oh, you get you get class." Well, a lot in, in education, a lot of them aren't able to go to class. Like they're they're off practicing, road tripping for games. Obviously, during the season, they're they're barely there. And like to me, I was like, "All right, they ain't getting that." Like they deserve at least like some type of stipend or some type of uh, payment. And ever since they changed to name, image, likeness, I think it's made college sports. So much better. Like I was always a college basketball fan. I was always kind of into the okay, like college football hype. Like I went to college football games when I, when I went to school. Like I was down, for and I'm down to like support college football. But where right. it gets a little whack for me, minus the uh, payment of players, is the college football playoff. The college football playoff committee, um, the four teams that are entered into what can compete for a national championship. Yeah. Now. Where I think it gets a little skewed, and where I think people will think this is funny, where I'm kind of coming at you because I probably am going to be coming at you at some point. I was going
1: to say, but don't
0: don't take it personally. Um, I I think Bama is great. You know, Nick Saban, unbelievable coach. What best of all time in the college rankings? Best coach of all time in sports, potentially history. You want to go throw him in with all these names? Go across all platforms of sports. Uh, at the the athletes and NFL players that they're churning out in Alabama is the biggest success rate we've ever seen. Yeah. To me, that's okay. That's cool. Like they're they got a clear advantage and and they're doing having the best players. I'm not gonna knock them for that. Like I'm not gonna knock them for having a good team, having way more of the best players. Like that that that's just part of what they're doing, and you got to respect that. There's other teams that have great players too. What does get me angry is the fact that when you have only four teams allowed into the final, it seems like you only have a couple more slots because Bama and right now Georgia, but you can go back and look at other previous years where it seems like there's two top-tier echelon teams that are already taking number one and number two in the college football playoffs, and you got seven or eight teams, six teams biding to get in for two spots, and everyone's bitching as these rankings come out weekly where everyone's ranked. Why Cincy's not getting a shot? Why uh, Michigan's ranked ahead of Michigan State after they beat them nine days ago? It's just like a bunch of stuff that's like so confusing and so out of whack to me. Why not just expand it? My last point before I let you say anything is they always preach for like undefeated, like let's be undefeated in football, right? Like in college football. Like that's like the big aspect. Like I was just talking before you came in on the block, college basketball is back. You got Duke and Kentucky in college basketball, first night of college basketball. those One of those teams is guaranteed a loss, right? Like, you don't see a lot of ties in college basketball. They play in overtime. Those teams probably have a really good, if not both of those, are going to make the playoff, the March Madness tournament, one of the best tournaments, I think, in sports. I'm not saying college football needs to expand to 68 teams. What I am saying is if you're going to preach for undefeated play, You should at least let all the undefeated teams in for a chance to win, even if you're going to say they're not playing the hardest strength of schedule. Even if you're saying Bama's going to blow them out by 45, 50 points. I'm seeing whoever – who's Bama playing this week, Haley? Because I saw they're a 51-and-a-half-point favorite. That's fucking ridiculous to me. Like, you should be playing teams that you should at least have a spread that's a little closer than that, even though they haven't – I was I saw you this past weekend. Shout out to that. Hooked you up with a with a bolt for your uh, friend there. Hopefully it works <laughs> out for him. Um, good good guy. Met him a couple times. But moral of that story is when I saw you, I'm like, hey, you think Bama's gonna cover that spread on LSU? It was 29.5. That was a damn close game. That was a yeah. damn close game.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's interesting. So. Lots right. unpacked there, you but.
1: Just really threw a lot at me so let me try to unpack this i think one of the first points that you made was about the name image, image likeness yeah and i think that what's interesting about that is so i was in college from 2015 to 2019 like way before that and weirdly enough you see all the football players walking around with their brand new like dodge challengers or chargers or whatever the heck that those types of cars are but like sports cars like new diamond grills like these guys are getting money from somewhere and i think that the name image likeness almost protects players now because they were getting paid no matter what and whatever like legally speaking obviously like i have no grounds to say that
0: yeah but this is great this is great intel because i'm trying i hear you on that i guess my point my point is on that is Realistically, bad timing for you, not really, but bad timing for anybody now that's coming out of college. Even a person like me, I think I'm almost five years removed from college. I'm getting old now. It's pretty wild, but uh, just think about it. If you if you went to sc- if you're going if you're in high school right now, it is it is just crucial if you're playing it if you're playing a sport. You are just you are so hyped because you you could potentially make some earnings that all of us that were thinking about potentially being able to do that. Wanting to go to college sports to do that, uh, it's legal. But here's where I do think, and you brought up the best point here, and this is why I do want to get a little more out of this from you. Like, you, that was visible to you, like as a student on campus, you could be, you could be like, oh damn, that's a football player, like, cause he he had like a nice car, or, like had some yeah. had some had some like ni- bougie clothes or whatever. See, like that's the that's the problem I think with college sports though, because now. That this name image likeness comes out of nowhere, which I do think is kind of a wild thing. All these things that are kind of going on and just happening and changing so quickly.
1: Just to make a quick point, it wasn't just the starting lineup. Like There was fucking third string guys rolling around in brand new cars. There's been
0: there's been so many, yeah, but that's where I that's where I'm that's where I'm lost. That's where like even now that like they've done this in college football, they still got the crazy stuff going on with the with the rankings. We can get into that. But before they change this rule, which was just recently, like you mentioned, this summer, this summer, I've been begging this for this for like I said, for years. And now all of a sudden this summer it's like oh everything's good. So like you said, it protects a lot of these athletes. But this stuff has been going on. And people just are acting like blinders on this ain't been happening. This stuff's been happening. I think that's part of the problem for me. Like, this stuff's been happening. They want to sweep it under the rug. But I saw literally Oklahoma State uh, basketball program is, is serving a one-year ban because they gave some dude $300. And, like, you got, you got Zion Williamson who went through some shit at Duke. You got Kansas who's still under investigation. They're a top team in the country this year in the national championship. No one's talking about that, though, because name image likeness is a thing, and now players can get paid. I just think it's I think it's whack because I was always complaining about this. The, the, the NCAA, or whoever's in charge of this, has never done anything about this. And it, what makes them going to say they're going to do anything now with them changing and making all this stuff legal? They're not. So I guess that's where my whole thing goes back to my one knock on Bama because you can have all the best guys. You can have all that. But if you're paying people too, and and all the schools are doing that, I'm not saying it's just Bama. Then how is it fair fair. to the nitty gritty school that can't do that or the athlete that's not getting that or whatever it is. I mean, to me, it's just, that's why they should have always been paid. And now that it's actually happening, these purists man are out of control. And it's like, bro, Anybody can monetize off themselves, their talent, uh, any, I'm trying to do it right here, right now. Like it's, yeah. it's the same thing. Anybody can do it. So I don't understand why people get so heated up on it when we're living in this culture where like right now, quite Frank, it's hard to, it's hard to get around. Like you might, you might be doing just fine. I'm sure a lot of people are doing just, just fine. But like, it's, it's hard out here for a lot of people. So well, and just so I
1: have like, main arguments about this whole name image like this thing i think it's great in terms of player protection but i also think and this might be a stretch and i know you're gonna have an opinion about what i'm about to say but i think that because these kids so think about like kids that want to go to the nfl it's always like i want to be paid to play professional football like i want to make money now these kids are making money at the college level They're going to be set. They don't need to go to the NFL and beat the shit out of their bodies and need, like, a double hip replacement by the time they're 40. So I think that genuinely all the best players, like, yeah, I'm sure some will still go to the NFL. But a lot of the times, like, especially if they're a winning team, no one's really going to be going to the NFL anymore. And I think it's really going to hurt the NFL.
0: Yeah, that's that's a point I didn't even think about. Um, I guess in that regard – so many people, maybe because it might be just because you get this skewed angle because so many come out of Bama. You, the professional athlete that comes out of anywhere is, so, it's just like the one percentile, man. The the yeah. the NBA, the NFL, the soccer, the MLB is one of the toughest. The PGA tour, try getting on that. You want to go professional in any sport, it is just. Grueling beyond, you have no idea, regardless. So, you make a good point in that regard. If you're getting a change like a guy like Bryce Young, a triple, triple digit guy, right off the gate, where I'm like, yo, this dude's getting triple figures before he even played a game. That was something I was like a little skeptical about, but that I never really thought about from that regard. Like, damn, maybe this dude and you make way more money in the NFL, though. Like, if you're Bryce Young and you probably make way more on some endorsements. Maybe he makes a million, couple million a- in college, depending on how long he stays. But these dudes are signing two hundred million dollar contracts. I mean, there okay, will what? be there what will be David some people.
1: Like this, it just started this year. It's only gonna get bigger. These kids are gonna be making more and more money. Making th- like the NFL is going to have to literally shit money at these people to get them to come to the draft. And you know, I'm sure this won't happen for another like ten years or so. But I really think it's inevitable.
0: Oh well, yeah, things will change a lot for sure in that regard when it comes to the the sports conversation. I think I think the money always talks. Uh, it'll be interesting to see though for sure how many of those players decide okay, like maybe I don't want to go pro. I don't know if it'll I don't know if it'll affect it that many when you already have a lot of college kids that aren't going pro. What I will say is I think this makes college sports better. Cause now I think you won't have the one and duns as much. You'll still have some one and duns, but not really as much. When you got these kids that can still make, and you got these super seniors because of COVID now, which is wild. I saw a dude that's playing on a basketball team that that has been through three presidential candidacies. I'm like, how is that even possible? I'm literally thinking to myself, how is that even possible? But like, that's some of the stuff I'm seeing now in college sports. Dudes that are literally around for ten years, which I'm like, what? I just don't get it, and now that they're able to make money, I would do the same damn thing, dude. I'd stay in college on a sports team as long as I could, trying to make as much money as I can. I like that's that's an actual thing. So you bring up a pretty good point there, but uh, let me bring up this point. So I didn't, I didn't, I, I guess I didn't realize this. You were there from twenty fifteen to nineteen. So my brother was telling me you you were at two national Alabama uh, national championship games.
1: So I was at the game. Clemson Clemson beat us in the last like it was like seven seconds of the game that's what he was telling me you were at that I wanted to wow I was in the Clemson like fan section not the student section like the diehard alumni so Al my sister and I were at this game right and we're like cheering on Bama all night and this guy in front of us is giving us dirty looks he's probably like 65 something like that
0: the, oh when man! The
1: second that they won, he turns around. And he goes, "You lost, baby.
0: You oh lost. my god! I'm
1: Nineteen. My sister's seventeen, and a oh. sixty-five. Like double i I'm like, we're gonna get beat up. Like, we gotta go. And it was an amazing experience. But like, also being in Tuscaloosa for a national championship, in my opinion, is far more electric than being at the actual game because we have what's called the strip. And it's all of like like all of the bars, all of the restaurants, like within walking distance from campus. Like everybody goes to the strip for the national championship, especially this bar. There's two bars. There's Galette's and, there's, and it's free. And they're both on like opposite sides of the strip. So everybody just like floods in between. When we win, people are like standing on top of cars. They're putting off fireworks. Like music Damn. is glaring in the streets. Like it is unreal
0: that's wild yeah but then of course like the game
1: going to the game was like on that. So how many
0: crazy. how yeah. many alabama games you think you've been to like if you could if you could throw out a number of them like what they have like probably what five what is it maybe seven home game maybe what yeah five home games plus i don't know a couple and then i
1: would you've probably
0: I've, been to double um, digit games technically
1: oh yeah for sure like i've probably been to like 20 games
0: that's nasty
1: yeah because like freshman years so my freshman and sophomore year i didn't have a job so i went to every single home game because you have like a student ticket package yeah, yeah. and it there's like a facebook page where it's like the student ticket exchange like you can sell your tickets you can buy tickets whatever you can transfer them anyways um but then my junior year, I started working, so I wasn't able to go to the home games. But every once in a while, like my friends and I would like tailgate or like road trip to like the away games. Like one time, I went to the opening game, Bama versus um, USC, and it was in Dallas. That was crazy. Damn, that was a fun time. Yeah,
0: that is sick.
1: That. Yeah, what's the what's the stadium in uh, Dallas? Is it AT&T?
0: Yeah. Cowboys yeah. stadium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Sheesh.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot.
0: That must've been, that must've been sweet. I'm kind of jealous just, uh, hearing about that. Those are experiences you'll appreciate for a lifetime for sure. Cause, yeah. uh, even now as I kind of get as a little bit older, like I went to the Yukon game the other night, they absolutely, they absolutely crossed central. Like Yukon's going to be really good this year. Yeah. UConn basketball is gonna be legit. Like they suck in football, suck at everything else, but UConn basketball is legit. Paige oh, Beckers, I saw she signed like a name, image, likeness deal as well with some, with some kicks or sneakers or something. I'm, I'm down with all that. All those, all those people getting paid. But, um, when it comes to the college football rankings, though, I think, I think it's interesting the advantage Bama gets just strictly based on schedule, playing in the SEC, opponents, things like Uh, that.
1: Yes, yeah, that was one thing. So I think you and I had talked about this um, last week when we were together, but I feel as though in terms of, like, strength of schedule, you see – sorry, my roommate, just texted me. Um, You see Bama playing teams like Mercer, Mississippi State, like – small schools that they they might be lucky if they scored two touchdowns versus BAM. Like, obviously we're going to let them score one. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. But I genuinely feel as though there should be some kind of waiting system to where the top teams are playing strong. They have a stronger schedule because if teams aren't playing – Like, if Alabama isn't playing teams within their same caliber, because at the end of the day, they're all going to, like, it's all going to be SEC teams, and there's only so many SEC teams, but I do feel like they should be playing teams in other conferences sooner if that makes sense, and rather than having like, oh, it's like the SEC championship, like the Big Ten championship. Well, that's what
0: it comes down to. They end up playing those teams and those. So, like, if you're Bama and you know you can't lose mad games, like, you're going to schedule the games you, you think you're going to win. Like, I think you see most teams doing that. I, I just think they shouldn't be allowed to do that. What's the point of having yeah. these commissioners? What's the point of having these people making these schedules? What's the point of having these 13 or 14 people sitting in this room making these decisions? if they don't really seem to make any sense. I think I've talked about it a couple of times where I'm like, yeah, let's just like turn it in more to the NFL, like college, like jumble these, what we're calling really top tier teams into this super, super ass conference or whatever you want to call it. All these things that people have been calling it and let them play, play each other more, kind of like you're talking about and see how they, see how they rank out, see how they, those games go. But, in that regard, then it would kind of ruin the whole system. Anyways, when you only have four, so pe- yeah. that's where and it's like this know weird how thing.
1: They would fix it, but I just feel like this system is so dated. Like you have the, because you're right. Like you have these powerhouse teams that are undefeated in their own right, but their schedule isn't strong enough. Yeah. To make it to the point to where they're playing like the Georgias, the Bamas, the LSU's, like. You know, whatever it may be, Ohio State, all those crazy teams, but...
0: Don't get me started I, on I that. Don't
1: know how, <laughs> I don't know how they would do it. Like, I'm not saying I have the answers, but I do feel like there should be some consideration in adjusting the system.
0: Yeah, I, I mean... That's where they're talking about doing it. They've talked about doing it, and then it, I thought it was going to happen sooner rather than later, kind of like the name, image, likeness. And at this point, it's just getting pushed back. I don't know if it's going to be – it's it's apparently not supposed to be next season. They're talking 2023, 2024. Yeah. That's kind of how things go. It should be now, but it's not going to be now. So right now you're going to have four teams. I mean, that's what it is. The, I saw the rankings from last night. Um, Bama was initially at two. Bama State at two. I mean, I think what this is where this is where I have a couple interesting questions. One, if things are shaking out the way I hear, they're gonna play Georgia in the SEC championship game, right? Yeah. So like before things even shake down for the college football playoff, they they have to play Georgia first. So what I do think is interesting is if that happens, which it's most likely gonna happen. Georgia either then has a loss, and how that shakes up the standings, or if they even get moved out of one, or then Bama has a second loss. So what I'm trying to figure out, do you think Bama has a shot to make the college football playoff with two losses? Because I don't think that's ever happened before. So I just want to get your take on that quick.
1: So I don't think that they have a shot if they have two losses. If they still make it into the college football playoffs, like something's fucked up and, like, we shouldn't like we shouldn't have a chance, and that's coming from like a diehard Bama fan. But I think that the game against Georgia is gonna be interesting because when we played LSU, the reason why that game was so close was because I mean LSU obviously is known for their defense, right? It's no fucking question about it. Yeah. Alabama historically has been known for their defense. This year I'm five four and I can block better than you know what I'm saying? Like I just feel like we're so not in a rhythm with our defense, and a lot of people, like a lot of teams, have been just studying us, like down to the core. Like they took a, t- a page out of Texas A&M's playbook, and absolutely just came out so hot, dominated. That's your
0: one. That's match. your one loss this year to Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, right?
1: Woo! That was crazy. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher is the only former assistant
0: coach
1: to ever have a yep. team beat
0: Nick Saban, which I think is awesome. So yeah, that is awesome. I did shout him. That is yeah, that is unreal how Saban's former coaches just can't beat him. This dude Saban's yeah. a legend. Uh this is this is where it gets interesting for me. Uh-huh. So you got Cincy who's at five right now and I've been bleeding for like yo, how is Cincy not in the top four like since the start of this thing? Um okay fine. They're they're at five. The only way they get in is if things get shaken up in the top four, right? Um, it's just how they get shaken up. I mentioned, okay, we've never seen a two-loss team in uh, in the college football playoff. I've been hearing a lot of stuff like, oh, depending on how that game goes, maybe the committee still gives them a chance. So that's yeah. where it's like, that's where it's like to me. I'm like, all right, then what's the whole point of like this whole thing, anyways? Like if we're just trying to, so. What I do right. think is interesting, though, too, because I'm not trying to just take shots at Bama here. You now set up, imagine you had that one loss to Texas A&M, right, which was a really good football game. Like, why in the hell should it be, because we know Bama's a top four team in the country. If you expanded this thing, you know Bama should be in the playoff. So why in the hell do college football fans, you, you in particular, because you're a big college football fan, Bama's got to win out, you're telling me. Why do they want that type of, like, punity on their fan base? Like, that's why I'm not a fan of college football. Because, like, I saw Coastal lose 30-27, and we go from 14 to 24. And now we can't even get in the top 25 rankings by these people that are making these decisions. Because I'm like, dude, what? Like, how are we not, like, 24 or 25 in the country? Like, I just don't get it. Like, go look okay. at Coastal. They have the longest FPS active regular season streak ahead of Bama, by the way. Dating back until this loss like a couple weeks ago. I mean, I don't know. you got to
1: throw one thing at at me at a time. I, okay, all I'm saying is if Alabama ends up with two losses and still ends up in the national championship, the college football system is rigged. And I'm saying that because in 2019 we played LSU. I think we were ranked two or three at the time. We lost to them, forty-one to forty-six, and that dropped us out of the top four. So if there, if we were kicked out of the top four in twenty nineteen for a five-point fucking loss to LSU, yep. There is, it just doesn't make sense in my mind how we would be able to go play in the national championship with two losses.
0: Yeah, I agree. But I, because yeah. they were ahead of us, I think, in, our, in the rankings at the time. We were either
1: two and they were three or vice versa at the time. And they got bumped up to one. So maybe they were two and we were
0: three. Yeah. I think Oklahoma is like 8-0 and or 9-0. I don't know how many weeks they played. But, like, they're sitting at eight. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, a lot of controversy because Michigan's now ranked ahead of Michigan State because they lost Michigan State to Purdue this past week, who's taken out. Uh, I think it's two top five teams in the last month. Um, so yeah, we've actually been having a lot of upsets. I think there's uh, more parity in the sport. But uh, to me, then you got Notre Dame at nine, Oklahoma. Like, like what other teams are getting in there? Like, is my point. Like, if these teams have to play championship games too, like it, it almost gets set up now where like. That's where, it, like, it hap- you start getting teams that are undefeated, like, almost guaranteed losses because they're playing teams that are undefeated or or whatever, teams with one both one loss play each other, like, both ranked in the top ten in the SEC championship game or whatever it is. Like, it just, it just sets it up for the committee to have to make these decisions that we can all come in and have wild takes about because obviously they're going to do something that someone's going to have some gripe about in today's society. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't, like, college football just is a rub-off for me because of that type of shit.
1: Juan, I think you just made a good point, right? Like, right in today's day and age, everybody has an opinion about everything. Somebody is a bitch, no matter what. And I think that that's, like, I I do think that there needs to be some change in the college football waiting system and, like, who ends up in the top four, who ends up winning the national championship, because I feel like we end up seeing either SEC schools or Big Ten schools in the national championship, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, within the past ten years, like, have there even been any other conferences within the, in the national championship? I don't think so.
0: Probably not. Um, I think it's – I think the sport would be easier to support, and I'm liking that that's kind of rhyming, if – if they just had more teams competing for what they call the national championship like that, like these yeah. bowl games to me, like I just ain't into these bowl games. Yeah. Like I don't think any of these players are into these Johnny Mayo bowl games or whatever these b- fiesta bowls you want to throw. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just like if they're not in the, if they're not in the playoff, they're not really about it. I mean, you, some of them, I don't know. I, it's. I'm not, a, I'm not as big as a fan. I'm, a, I'm, I'm way tuned into the NFL by now. Like, yeah, college football is cool, and I'll watch yeah. the college football playoff, but, like, it's halfway through the NFL season. I'm, I'm almost kind of tapped out.
1: Well, I also think, like, with the recruiting, you have to think, okay, the reason why it's always the SEC schools, it's always the Big Ten schools, it's because, like, for example, when I was in college in the sales program at Alabama, companies from Atlanta – Nashville, Birmingham, um, like southeastern cities were recruiting people to work at these companies. And so it makes me think, okay, SEC schools are probably recruiting primarily out of southeastern states. And the kids that are going to high school in Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, they don't want to go to fucking Penn State. They don't want to go to Ohio State. They don't want to go to Michigan. They want to go to LSU. They want to go to Ole Miss. They want to go to Alabama because it's way more impressive, like, where they're from.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair. But also I think with the the whole thing that college sports have done now with not only we already talked about name, image, likeness, but the transfer portal, um, some of these things they've changed in terms of uh, you know, like I said, super senior and red shirt freshman—all these things that they do. Like kids are able to. It's basically like the pros. Like that's that's where that's where it. They they still want to call it amateurism and like all, the amount of money that college basketball and college football and, and all the. You go watch even for diehard uh, steamheads like Chu that are watching the college world series college hockey that people are into and those champion those make money man all college sports generate revenue i get football and basketball more but all them do people are watching college golf tournaments these type of things generate money at a high level extremely high level and to me that's as pro as it can get like what what are you going to try and compare it to anything else like any other sport and we see that these sports are basically i think bama is basically a pro pro team i mean well,
1: okay with the recruiting process something i just thought of is like kind of what i just touched on with you know te- school, high schools in texas like they're being recruited by alabama texas tech you know whatever sec schools but with the nfl so college football recruiting process i feel like is very political But with the NFL, I feel like, okay, you're invited to the draft and it's like a privilege to get recruited, like drafted by any. Once you're in the NFL, yeah, it's way more political. and You can get traded. But with college football, I don't feel like there's like a ton of movement once players are on a team, unless they start off at like a – you know, Alabama State and then they end up going to the University of Alabama. You know, yeah, what I'm well, so that's I where if there's a way
0: to You make they college weren't college allowed to really. They weren't allowed to really. Yeah. They just changed this recently. Like they just made the transfer port like college basketball, this is the first year of college basketball with the transfer portal. Uh, college basketball is gonna be you're gonna have I-, I think college basketball is gonna be really intense this year. Um You got a lot of guys coming back because of the name image likeness. You got a lot of guys, super scene, all that. Like, it's not the one and done years we were in. And I think you're seeing some of that in football, too. Like, this guy, uh, uh, Spencer Rattler, he was starting for Oklahoma, right? Got benched. This dude, Caleb Williams, comes in. He's throwing 350 and six tutties. Like, oh, kind of hard to put the starter back in. Like, he's playing really nice. Goes in the next game, does the same thing. Like, all right, dude, you just got benched. This dude thought he's the starting quarterback for Oklahoma. Was a top pick in the NFL draft, and to be quite honest, I don't think there's a lot of NFL teams that are in on wanting to draft uh, Spencer Rattler if he decides to go. So now his draft stock is falling completely. He definitely is hitting the transfer portal. He is a hundred percent going to want to hit the transfer portal. Um, transfer. Jalen hurts into a
1: Tonka of That's exactly what happened. That's why Jalen ended up at fucking Oklahoma. Like it's crazy. Okay, what would you what would you think if the college football, like, college football have, like, a draft. So it's like, okay, you have, like, the top picks from each high school, like, top recruits, because obviously that's a thing. And then...
0: Oh, that the would kids, be wild.
1: Picks. I feel like that's where it's going, and that would make college football a lot
0: more... That is the best take I've heard in a while about college football, but, like, that also just nails my hammer into the head about college football because if you put a draft in college football, like, that's that's as pro as you can get when you're going to compare
1: way more diversity on each team, like with talent. Like I just feel like all the top talent are going to like specific teams. And that's why you see the same fucking teams in like the top rankings where it's like the NFL, like, yeah, obviously the Patriots were like a powerhouse for a while and whatever. I'm not a Patriots fan, but um, I feel like with the NFL, it almost seems like, more teams have a fair shot. Am I wrong with that? Because, you know, I'm not really,
0: like, an NFL person. What team are you – what fan are you of the NFL if you had a team? You don't have a team?
1: If I were to choose a team, I'd probably say the Eagles because of Jalen and Devontae. But I do – I lived in Nashville, so I like to watch the Titans. Um, I don't like the Giants, and I'm saying that because I know it'll piss you off. Um, (laughs) Nice. And uh, I don't watch the Dolphins for two of them. But I don't like have an NFL team.
0: Alright, here's a here's a I got a couple good ones for you. Um how you feeling about Jalen Hurts at, on the Eagles? Like you think he's a franchise caliber QB? I
1: think that Jalen, so it, it's interesting because when Jalen was in college, he started off super strong as a freshman. And then he started to get a lot of heat because he tended to choke under pressure. I feel like that college experience has really helped prepare him for the NFL because, like, yeah, he started off, like, a little rocky in his first season. But last season, I haven't watched him a lot this season, but last season, he was on dimes. And especially now with Devontae, once Devontae has had some time on, like, within the NFL after his first year, I think they're going to be such a powerhouse.
0: Yeah, good take. I, I, uh, I worry slightly about the Eagles if they – if they fire their coaching and, and get somebody else in there. Cause I thought it was a mistake to get rid of Doug Peterson the way they did. Um, and I thought the guy they hired and this guy, Nick Sirianni is just a bad move for them going forward. Um, but I think, I yeah. think J- you're right on Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith though. And Devontae Smith, I think had uh, like a hundred r- yards receiving and a touchdown this past week. The connection is definitely there between those guys. Yeah. And this dude escapes the pocket and gets out and, and runs like, like I, I'm telling my brother, I'm like, dude, I know he's about to roll out and run and, and try and get a first down right now. So I, I don't understand how I, if I think that watching it on TV, how the defense and the defensive players aren't thinking that. And he's making it look easy. So, yeah, he's dangerous. Um,
1: and I think that, like, just.
0: I wasn't yeah, like the like, I wasn't yeah. like the biggest fan of like what I thought he could be, but like he is a, he is the type of QB that like the NFL I think is morphing into. Which like yeah, you still yeah. want a guy that can like stand in the pocket and pass, and I've seen him do that. But like you also want a guy that can kind of get out the pocket too. He can yeah. clearly do that. Um,
1: well, and the connection between he and Devonte, it's like yeah, they, it's obviously talent, but I think that they have very similar mentalities. Like they're both very. Kind of calm, cool, and collected. Very humble. They don't really let shit. Like you never really see either of them get
0: mad. Yeah. And
1: obviously nobody's perfect, but I think that like, and I don't know if it was because of Bama. I don't know if it's the way that they were raised, but I do feel like they're very much on the same page with not only their talent but also their mentality.
0: Okay. So wait. I yeah. I need I need to clean a couple things up here because the Dolphins are playing tonight. Two is on the Dolphins. He's been. Madly hurt a bunch. Obviously, he had that really bad injury. Guy. And now, um, I don't know. I don't even know if he's playing tonight, but uh I think the Ravens will cover the, the spread. I think the Ravens will win. I've been picking just basically money line, but uh I think the Ravens will win this game. I was on the record thinking because I thought Tua was gonna be a good NFL quarterback. I thought Tua had the chance um to be really great and as a lefty quarterback we haven't seen too many lefty quarterbacks so i'm like dude this dude might have the best the chance to be like one of the best lefty quarterbacks we've seen all time and i know it kind of seemed like a yeah. hot take like when it first came out but like i genuinely believe that just like knowing like all right like this dude performed the way he did at bama and like it's just crazy how like all these guys are coming out of bama but uh you have to be a little bit concerned about tua like Yeah, well,
1: because it's not even a lack of talent. Like, he 1,000% has the potential, but he can't stay healthy. He was like that in college, and he's like that in the NFL. I don't know if it's that they're – like, my cousin's husband, like, he played for Penn State, and he couldn't stay healthy because they wanted him to put so much weight on. I don't believe that, like, they would want a quarterback to put a lot of weight on, but I think that there's something with either his diet or his workout regimen to where – too hard on his body, and that's why he can't stay healthy. And I could be wrong, maybe his joints are just absolutely
0: shocked. He has like just so terrible hard. luck. I I, I think, think he has just terrible luck. But yeah, that injury that he did suffer is, is like one of the ones where like he didn't know if he was gonna be able to continue to play football. So yeah. I think that's like the knock on and that's what everyone's gonna fall back on. Like, even like somebody like me, like, all right, like of course, like that's what happened, he got in but like I still think he has I don't think the Dolphins should be giving up on Tua. Like I think I think it's crazy that they're just like already trying to give up on Tua and like it seems like with they're being in the Deshaun Watson rumors and like all that. I'm like Alright, man, like you're giving like I think still I think Tua can contribute somewhere in the NFL if the Dolphins try to lay off them, but for what they're saying they're not trying to lay off him yet. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But it Mac Jones, is isn't didn't Mac Jones go to Bama?
1: Yeah, he was our star quarterback. That's what I
0: thought. Yeah, and you guys won the national championship last year with Mac Jones, right? Yep. Mac so, Jones. Mac Jones. Let me get into this for a second, because Mac Jones,
1: know. I. Before you say anything, you're about to throw five thousand fucking points at me. When Mac Jones was recruited to the Patriots, so I work for a company out of Boston. Obviously, everybody's salty as shit still that Tom Brady left, and out of all people, they threw Cam Newton in. And not that – not shitting on Cam Newton because he is an amazing athlete. Just got signed, by the so... way,
0: by the by the Panthers today. What? Cam Newton just got signed by the Panthers today, but keep going.
1: Oh, no, shit, go for Yeah. Um, but everybody was so pissed that they were bringing in Mac Jones because they're like, oh, we don't want to get rid of Cam, but also like half the guys up because I work with all guys. Like there's not a single other girl on my team. And the fact that I went to Bama, they all like think that I know NFL. I'm like, I don't know jack shit about the NFL. But I can tell you something because they were so worried that we were recruiting Mac Jones. They're like, Mac's overrated, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you guys just wait. Mac Jones is going to be the next Tom Brady. And I know that's a hot take, but I promise you, because of the way that Nick Saban and Bill Belichick structure their teams, if Mac Jones stays with the Patriots, he is going to be – the next Tom Brady, he's probably gonna have just as many Super Bowl rings, if not
0: more. Oh my god.
1: And the fact gosh. that he displaced Cam Newton, holy the shit. Auburn guy, which is Alabama's rival, makes
0: it that much sweeter. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Haley. Listen to this for a second. <laughs> Mac Jones, I'll give you this Mac Jones is looking like the best rookie quarterback right now. But wait a second, cause Justin Fields is coming, and wait a second, Trey Lance hasn't played a game yet. <laughs> So yeah. we can sit here and talk about how Mac Jones has looked the best as all rookies uh, thus far, which he has.
1: Right,
0: and We have to wait and see how the rest of this season plays out. I thought it would have been great for them to get Odell Beckham Jr., who's been a free agent for about the matter of an hour and a half, because he's now signed with the Rams out of nowhere where a lot of people are like, oh, he's going to go to the Packers, Chiefs, or Saints. He's going to the Rams. Like, all right. Like, Damn. Like he's like one of my favorite players of all time, so I'm kind of like.
1: He was in uh, Foxborough the other day, and so we were
0: all like. Yeah, like like, what is he doing? He should have signed with the Patriots, but he didn't. So, like to me, the the Patriots they're on a little hot streak right now, but they're not going to be a playoff team this year, in my opinion. They still got something to prove to me. So let me just let me just ask you this, because I think Mac Jones has the potential to be like a decent quarterback that can lead your team to the playoffs maybe that can that can be a type of uh game manager for a little while I don't think he's gonna ever be Tom Brady and what I'd also say back to you is this and I also wanted to ask you this about uh Nick Saban as well before I let you go because I won't keep you all night but how long is Bill Belichick going to be coaching the Patriots how long is Nick Saban going to be coaching the Patriots like these dudes are I think above 65. Like, I ain't saying they about to give it up here the next year or two, but, like, you never know. Like, these dudes ain't going to be coaching for 10 more years. A lot of people just want to act like these dudes are going to be around forever. LeBron James is going to be around forever. All these people are going to be around forever. That is not the case, and people should appreciate this as much as possible. And I'll tell you, the one year without Brady for the Patriots, they were 7-9 and missed the playoffs. This year, they started off really bad. And had Mac Jones going, and now Mac Jones seems to be not turning the ball over as much. The team's defense seems to be elite, and they're running the ball. And Bill Belichick is walking in with one one short up and his sock out, looking like a bum. Like I, I just I can't stand the Patriots because it, they're playing off a of defense, they're playing off a of running. They're not winning because of Mac Jones, in my opinion. So I think you're gonna have to wait to see how that take plays out. Because I don't know how long Bill's going to be around, Saban's going to be around, and to me things might change for those organizations, Patriots, Bama, if that stuff actually happens. The king leaves the palace.
1: Good point. But, so, what you said about the upcoming talent, in my opinion, I don't think that it's about talent. I think that it's a combination of talent, and does this person fit in with the culture and Like the values of the team, and I think that's why I am confident that because of the way that Nick has structured um, his program, the legacy that he's going to leave, and same with Bill, because they're not just going to throw Joe Schmo in after Bill Belichick or Nick Saban, they're going to throw somebody in. Yeah, I agree with you. With a proven track record, and I don't think that the legacy of Bill Belichick's Patriots or Nick Saban's Crimson Tide is ever going to go away. I think if anything, it's going to be. And that's why I think that Mac Jones is going to do so well because he already has, like, again, what I said, like, the the Crimson Tide and the Patriots are parallel in the way that they structure their programs, in the values that they hold, and they carry themselves. So that's why I think that, like, again, I mean, maybe. You're right.
0: You're right. You're right in that regard that they're going to want to try and do that. Like, Mike Shashevsky, Coach K, Coach Duke, March. 18th 1980 he was introduced as the head coach at Duke this is his last season this season 2021 wild to put that into perspective. of all the years that man coached Duke all the things he uh, has done at Duke he ain't gonna coach there anymore I'm not saying Duke ain't gonna be Duke but things are gonna be a little different and it might take Duke a little time to get right it might not ever be the same Mike Krzyzewski coach Duke it might not ever be the same Nick Saban coach, Bama, because we, no, we talked about it. Assistants can't now. come in and beat this dude. And maybe some of these assistants from Bill Belichick we've seen. Joe Judge still on the market. Other guys, but Matt Patricia end up back at Bama. Bill Ober- All these guys that had to go there end up getting fired because they can't do it without Bill. So maybe it's just those guys are able to do it because of them. It's not just so much their organization, their leg. I don't know. We'll see. That's interesting. That's all interesting stuff we have to see out with how sports play out. But all this stuff is coming sooner than I I think because time just keeps ripping by. Yeah.
1: No, I know. It's crazy the fact that, like, I mean, you're right. Like, these guys are getting up in age. Like, they're not going to be around forever. And they don't need the money. No. Because they want to. Like, they could both retire tomorrow and literally never run out of money. Nope. But... Yeah, I think that both Nick and Bill are going to wait to retire until they find their perfect replacement. But, I mean, yeah, it's going to take them a little bit of time to become, like, you know, the Crimson Tide again or the Patriots again. And listen, all teams, all teams hit a downfall. Like, the Alabama's going to suck at some point in the future. The Patriots trash at some point in the future. But... It's up to the new coaching staff to kind of build that back
0: up. Yeah, the Patriots are already kind of – I wouldn't call them trash right now, but they weren't great last year. Like, Cam Newton was playing pretty well before he got COVID, and COVID, I guess, is kind of like a weird year to kind of throw in football, but they did it. Like, that's another thing that's kind of, like, weird too for me. Like, I I went to a UConn game, like I was telling you the other night, When this whole COVID shit happened, like, I figured, like, oh, yeah, we'll get back at, like, football games. We'll start getting a vaccine. Like, I did not think, like, that people would just be, like, back inside sports stadiums as quickly as we actually are. Like, all these indoor venues, all the stuff that people are doing. It's actually wild, though. It's actually wild to me. Because, like, we still got this whole thing going on with, like, this culture war between the vaccine and COVID and, and... this whole thing that I think's gotten blown out of whack. But you got guys like Aaron Rodgers, which I was blowing smoke on the other day. But I think that type of stuff says bad examples, man. I really do. And the NFL comes in and they give this dude not a slap on the wrist, a tap on the wrist. He got fined the equivalent of you and me $33.80 for literally. Now, let me tell you what this dude did. Do you know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? So I'll let you I'll let you go on I'll let you go on this because this is where I got hot the other night and then basically was like, alright, I gotta get out of here before I like have a heart attack. This dude, Aaron Rodgers, no, he didn't get suspended, he didn't get nothing, he got fined, I think it was 14000 dollars The the Packers got fined. I think it was like 300000 dollars Big fucking deal. The, the, the thing they needed to do here was either suspend Aaron Rodgers a game, maybe two games, set a precedent here that not following Vaccine protocols and NFL violated COVID protocols is serious. No, it's it's just a $14 fine. They're fining CD Lamb twenty thousand dollars for having his shirt untucked. Now let me get into this. Maybe if they were taking draft picks away from the Green Bay Packers, they'd be a little more inclined to like make Aaron Rodgers wear a mask going forward. Like I'm I'm trying to talk to my brother, like Okay, yes, this dude is not vaccinated. He said some really dumb stuff about not getting vaccinated, about COVID. About all... You can go watch all this shit on the Pat McAfee show you want. But, like, when I'm listening to this dude, I'm like, this dude is spreading false information, mocking the virus, and then mocking the NFL's protocols of the virus, and the NFL has done nothing about it besides yeah. fine him $14,000. That's a terrible look. That's an absolute terrible look. For this thing that we're saying is so serious, COVID, and is killing 750,000 domestically, 7 million globally. And I just just can't believe how much I've talked about COVID, how scared I was about COVID. Now, keep in mind, I have the vaccine. I didn't have it for a little while. But let me tell you why, one of the reasons why, I went and got the vaccine. The type of ridicule, negative uh, pushback, And all this other stuff I got for telling people that I didn't have it. But you know what I didn't do? Which I could have easily done. I talked about this the other day when people come up to me and ask me, because no one's going to ask me for my damn vaccine card. People come up, oh, you got the vaccine? I could have been like, yeah. And no one would have thought twice. But no, I said no. I told the truth. You know what Aaron Rodgers did? He fucking lied. He lied to not only all of us, the, the fans of football, he lied to his teammates. Which, apparently, they said he didn't know he was unvaccinated. Which, if that's the case, he should have been following these protocols, which he also broke as well. To me, it's just a crock of shit, dude. I'm not trying to shit on Aaron Rodgers here. I'm trying to shit on the fact that, like, we we as a nation should probably take this a little more seriously if we want this to get cleaned up. But it, it's just never been, it's never been serious to about, what, half the nation, I guess... I guess now 73% of uh, the U.S. is vaccinated, which is way more than I thought we would get to, to be completely honest. Um, But that still leaves a good amount of percent that's not. And I'm not saying you need to get the vaccine. What I am saying, and I was was arguing with my brother this this morning, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers needs to get the vaccine because my brother's like, dude, Aaron Rodgers isn't the only one in the NFL without the vaccine. Yes, I know. Carson Wentz is not vaccinated. Kirk Cousins. Cole Beasley. You know what they're not doing, Haley? Not following the not, not following the protocols. They're wearing their mask when they're supposed to. They're doing all the things the NFL asked you to do as an unvaccinated player. Aaron Rodgers is not. And I've just lost it all. Because to me, as an unvaccinated dude, I took a lot of shit. I did all the things that I was supposed to do protocol-wise. Yeah, it's not fun. This dude's just mocking the whole thing. I don't know if he thinks he's better than everybody. Everyone, everyone wants to say he's the smartest person in the room. He didn't even apologize for what he said. I'm sorry. I felt like I misleaded some people. This dude, this dude had the audacity to say, I'm going to go back to being an athlete. I'm not an advocate. After literally last week, he quoted Martin Luther King wrongly. I, I mind you. This dude's nuts to me. I've just literally lost it. I've just lost it. Yeah. I
1: feel like with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, like you're right. Like
0: Isn't that wild though? Isn't that wild. actually wild?
1: She get vaccinated but that's not what you're saying it's just like okay if you're whether you're vaccinated or not follow the protocols that you're supposed to yes so that you could protect other people
0: exactly and he and didn't has- and and what and what it also does what it also does is it's it puts the people that are unvaccinated it gives them this rage to be able to like oh see look look at what aaron Rodgers is saying look at what these guys it's like dude nah aaron Rodgers is saying all these false things about it. I've seen all these doctors. You go just it's just anybody can just do the research they want to do and get the information they want to get and that's where we're all messed up right now. I blame social media for all this, but at the same time like we wouldn't have any of this without social media. So people yeah. got to be able to like control that fine line. Nobody can, man. Nobody Dude, can. I, and it's just I it's just sad to me. It's just sad to me. Any, I
1: don't have any social media. I deleted it all. I deactivated my accounts, like, the only thing I use is Snapchat. And the reason why is because I was so sick of seeing everything, and I know that people are going to come back and be like, oh, yeah, like, ignorance is bliss, right? Like, you must be nice to be ignorant. But, no, it's like you see shit like this where people are getting their information from, like, Instagram, people are getting their information from Twitter, and then you have jackasses like Aaron Rodgers where – You're right. Like, you're not saying, like, he needs to get vaccinated. But as a leader of not only, like, a team because he's a quarterback, but also, like, little kids look up to you. Like, people look up to you. Yeah. At at the very least, at the very least, do what you're supposed to do. And, like, if you're going to spread any information, at least make it correct.
0: Yeah. It's more of, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of sport. I'm, I'm passionate about sport, and I love the NFL. I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. I never have been. But I think Aaron Rodgers is a great player. I've never been sitting here saying, and whatever, dude. I didn't even know that he lied about the whole immunized. I didn't even know about that. I didn't know he was. Un- Nobody knew he was unvaccinated because he wasn't wearing his mask. And he he knew that. He scammed all of us, dude. And it's just the little things in life for me like that where this dude's put on a platform, bro. Not everyone is able to be put on this dude is upper echelon, like walking first ballot hall of Famer. like not everyone lives that life. And for him to just for him to just throw this thing it's just it's just, it's just disgusting to me, honestly. It really I don't I don't think I just don't get how the NFL can allow this shit to happen. But then again, the NFL continues to mess things up when it comes to these regards, like not putting Deshaun Watson on the exempt list, like all these things that they've done throughout their history of not being able to get things under control, anything off the field. And it's just inconsistencies there when you're playing Roger Goodellian or Roger Goodell. I don't know why I almost call him Goodellian, $128 million the past two years. Like what? You think these guys, like my dad always says, make a little too much money. I mean, if that's what it's all about for, for people, like, that's fine. But like, I don't know, man, I'm struggling right now. And I'm the happiest I've been in a while. Like, it, like, yeah. Like I got 60 bucks from my neighbor today, the most money I made in a week. And I was like, yeah, like, cool. Like it's yeah. like, I don't know. At the end of the day, like hopefully I'll start working here soon. I'm supposed to work tomorrow. If I, I need to get some hours at this joint, or I'm going to need to pick up another job. I'll be hitting you up. I've been like searching, <laughs> been searching all these things. I don't know, so whatever, there. but, but uh, no, it is wild to me, cause like I used to do the same shit, which was work all the time, right? Make as much money, right? Make as much money. Like, like I didn't have time to do anything. I didn't have a life, cause I, I had to commute to work and I was working. Fuck, like I just lost all, and with all these things that have happened to me in my life, you know, you're you're part of the family. It, dude, it's just, it's just like tough. I like I've just been so down. It, it wasn't good. Like I was literally just wasting away, and now. I'm trying to kind of get right, cause you obviously need a job, but like, yeah. it's just this hard. It's just this hard thing that I've always seen. Where it it must be easy for these guys like Kyrie Irving, that like you talked about, it, these guys like Bryce Young, that not like that get these triple figure dollar contracts right out of right out of college. And I mean, think about it, man. It's that's a lot of money. Like that's a lot of money. So yeah. not everyone has that type of money. Not everyone has that type of support not everyone has uh all these great things happening to them all the time like i think it's funny we get pushed up you're not you're not as old as i am but like me and my friends talk about this all the time and i see all these people that i went to high school with you know getting married having kids all this stuff all all happy too like shout out to them man i thought i'd be doing the same thing i've always been on this level like oh everyone's gonna do it at their same pace everyone's gonna you know that's fine but like People like literally look at I've been just been hearing takes about it. Like people are like, Oh, look at this dude this dude in his thirties, fucking no kids, no fan that was literally Aaron Rodgers. Like everyone yeah. starts saying they're the weird dude. So like I'm starting to like Oh, am I is that gonna be me? Is that gonna be my, my friends thinking? Is that it's like it's kinda it's just like weird how things kinda start rolling, start Well and it comes back to
1: the fact that like, okay, you're saying like, Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers like wasn't married, like he's in his thirties. Whether you're an Aaron Rodgers fan or not like you look up to professional athletes in some way shape or form and I think that like it's all of these celebrities that are getting canceled for far less than what Aaron Rodgers did and he gets a fucking $33 slap on the wrist and I do think that like the cancel culture people are going to come at the NFL and whether that gives them it's gonna give them pressure to do something. I don't think that this is the end of the Aaron Rodgers punishment, but I do think that other people who have like again, like gotten canceled for throwing COVID parties. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers is straps like lying to everybody about his vaccination status yeah. and yeah. you know, getting COVID or what whatnot. I don't know if he even got sick, but like Oh
0: yeah, he, he got, got COVID. Him. Yeah, he got COVID. Yep.
1: If you're a public figure, like part of being a public figure is being like
0: having some level of social responsibility and clearly homie has fucking none. No. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it just like sets such a bad precedent for myself. Who's like come in and been like, yo, this is a serious thing. Like, like people should take this seriously. And then you have a dude who is way more of a platform than me. Got so many people listening watching his stuff you know, all these things that I could have always have wished and dreamed of, and this dude's out here saying that type of shit. Like, yeah. that's where I'm like, man, what is this? Like, why am I even doing this? And that's where I just always get rooted back to, like, my own my own kind of happiness in it. Like, even like a night like tonight. I mean, I'll be going to watch football after this, watch hoops after this, uh, to come in and just talk to you a little bit about sports, talk a little bit about what's happening in sports. Talk a little bit about what's going on in society, life. I think that's all good stuff, man. And you'd be surprised how many people like hate on it, can't support it. It is, it is like over, it is overhyped right now because there's so many people doing it, I guess. But I guess I would, I would push back on. I see a lot of people try and start up to do something like this, and it never lasts. Or, or they try and uh, do something, and it, it just doesn't work out. Like. I was doing this before. Maybe this was getting a little bit too hyped up. I've been doing this for a little while, and I've just learned that you're just going to have to do it uh, your own way and just continue to keep fighting with it, and hopefully you just keep getting more views, listens, for all that. Because like, if you're chasing all that, and I don't know anything about this cancel culture, I don't know if I'm canceled or not. Maybe. I have no fucking idea. Maybe. I don't know, because I don't have a lot of friends or nothing, so like, maybe I'm canceled. I have no idea. But like, it's just... It's just weird to me because I can't be the only dude that's feeling this way in the in the country, right? Like I, there's got to be more people out there that that want or that want to feel that feel the things that I'm saying that, but they just don't want to say them on a on a platform that yeah, maybe, a, that want to maybe come through and jive it up. Like I just it just I just find it hard to believe that everyone is living this perfect. To a T cross, everything's cool, everything's fine, nothing bad's happening. And you know, I hate trying to compare it all, but it it's just wild to me. All these things that kinda happen, all these things that kind of come up. Henry Ruggs, all these things that Calvin Ridley, these things that like nobody wants to like really follow and talk about. I saw I saw a PSG soccer player. I'll get you out of here on a couple funny things. I saw a PSG soccer player pay a masked man. To hurt one of her teammates because she wanted some more playing time, like that's stu- that literally happened. Girl got arrested for that. Girl got arrested for that.
1: That's psychotic.
0: Yep. Yep. It's literally like what? Like I don't know. It is wild to me. Yeah, dude. Just where everything's
1: you know, at. I, after this, after this, I want to talk to you about somebody. Uh, one of the guys I work. With, does a uh he runs a sports i don't know if it's a podcast but he has a twitter and he's verified so i think he's important um i think
0: it'd be cool for you to connect with him so i'll text you after this all right yeah hit me up i appreciate you uh coming through though that was mad fun that we got to catch up um hopefully we do it again you think bam you think Bama's? uh you think Bama's gonna win the natty this year you don't think they will Yeah, I think Georgia will too.
1: Yeah, but I, I think we'll go far. But I just, yeah, with the way with our performance versus um, Texas A and M and LSU, and the fact that the Iron Bowl is coming up, Auburn always gives us a run for our money. If you watch any of that game, watch the last quarter because that's when Auburn always grows a huge stack of balls and absolutely just fucking drives us into the ground. So
0: have you ever? Have you ever uh, done any potting before? No, this
1: is my first time, but I love it. I've always wanted to like have my own podcast, but I didn't know what to talk
0: about. So I want to just tell you, you're technically the second lady to ever come on my podcast. Um, yeah, Shana Rowley was the first one. Yep, Shana's been on yeah. my podcast. Shout her out. Uh, but um, you've actually done an... Inc- you were incredible. I mean, that was... I'm not even trying to hype you up, though. That was... That was pretty incredible, and I know for a fact because I get a few, I get a few views and and stuff here and there. That's gonna, people are gonna enjoy this one for sure. So I, well,
1: I mean, I, I talk appreciate on the phone you. for a living, so if I can't podcast, I feel like something's wrong.
0: That's true. So. You're crushing it. I'll hit you up. We'll try and do it again, and hopefully I'll uh, talk to you soon. All
1: right. Well, again, I gotta get that key back to you, and I will see you. For Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Don't yeah.
0: Tell your tell your boy not to lose that.
1: Yeah, he will. I'll make sure.
0: All right, much love. Have a good night.
1: All
0: right, bye, Nick. Deuces. Yeah. Haley. That was probably – that was a really good pod. That was one of the better pods I've done here in a little while. Shout-out Haley coming through. Bama graduate, college football, Alabama. OBJ to the Rams. Cam Newton back on the Panthers. Andrew Wiggins was doing some nasty stuff to the Timberwolves last night, who after a 3-1 start, shout-out Rich, are 0-6 in their last six games. Shout-out Rich. Uh, I did see Anthony Edwards went for 45-5-5, youngest NBA players to do that. Brandon Jennings, LeBron James, Anthony Edwards, that's the list. Brandon Jennings, at 20 years old, 52 days, had a 45-5-5 game. That's... Pretty wild. I, I could see LeBron James. I guess Ant-Man. He's been going off as well. Even though the Timberwolves aren't looking great. Anthony Edwards, as I said, scored 48 last night. The only players with more 40-point games before turning 21 are Luka, Katie, and LeBron. Ant-Man looking to be the real deal. I saw the Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green experience got underway last night. Had the Pistons money line and had a bunch of other uh, hits but somehow Couldn't get a parlay to hit last night Which actually blew my mind um, But Cade got the best of Jalen Green Even though Jalen Green Kind of taunted Cade Cunningham a little bit uh, Both of them over 20 points 5 rebounds Future is bright for sure For both of those young stars Even though Houston literally Has one win And that was the Pistons' second win On the season The Wizards are in first place in the East. Shout out Kyle Kuzma. Absolutely doing work for the Wizards. Bradley Beal. The rest of the NBA getting shaken up. As I mentioned, college basketball is back. Shout out Chet Holmgren who made his debut for Gonzaga. 14 six assists, 7 blocks. Shout out Amoni Bates who's playing on that Memphis court. That's absolutely wild, by the way. Made his debut for Memphis. 17-4-4, 4-7 from 3. And also shout-out Paolo Boncharo for Duke. 22 points, 7 rebounds, 2 steals. I mentioned Coach K's last ride, but I think Duke's going to be legit. Gonzaga. And you're going to have to throw in UCLA, Texas, and certainly UConn to that conversation. I think UConn's going to be a top-10 team in the country pretty quick. Uh, I'm not saying that because I'm just a homer. A lot of people rooting for Kansas, Texas, Michigan. As I mentioned, Gonzaga, Texas. I think Duke, Kentucky. Uh, We'll see if UNC and how they're doing after their first season now without Roy Williams. Just a lot of a lot of change in sports. A lot of wild things going on in sports. You know, I see Dick Vitale going through his cancer treatments uh, on Veterans Day, a very sorrow day for a lot of people. Um, Shout out to all the veterans and what they do for keeping us free here in this country. Of course, I saw that Lakers game last night. Russell Westbrook, all the smoke coming in on him. Things going forward for the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to be just fine. Russell Westbrook, I think, will be just fine. It'll be interesting to see what the Lakers are like, if LeBron can get back on the court. What the Warriors are doing right now is absolutely impressive. Steph's 50, as I mentioned uh kansas parker calling that he was gonna have 50 shout out kansas parker again who had been shouting out shout out Haley for coming through and potting with me tonight appreciate her doing that that was a lot of fun that's all i had for the airwaves today appreciate all listening as always and as always still had no shame what i had to say just a man with a nickname until next time everybody peace and love stay safe out there i got the ravens tonight try and come in and hopefully make some game picks before sunday but if not I'll keep track. Bring them to you. Hopefully, this Monday, Tuesday, sometime I'll be back here, here on the Segi Station, talking some sports. Deuces.